0: You're listening to Randall Wallace Presents, formerly Bridging the Political Gap, the number one American history podcast of 2024, by Feedspot.com.
1: Saturday, September 9th, 1989. A group of thunderstorms forms off the West African coast, heading west across the Atlantic. By September 10th, the storm is upgraded to a tropical depression, It is the 11th tropical storm since the Atlantic hurricane season began on June 1st. It would be named Hugo. During the next week, Hugo reaches full hurricane status and strengthens to become a Category 4 storm, with winds clocked at 133 miles per hour. It smashes through the Caribbean. By Monday, September 18th, The system is approximately 1,100 miles from the South Carolina coast and moving northeast at 15 miles per hour. Hugo is on its way to becoming the storm of the century. As Hurricane Hugo approaches, preparation efforts begin. Business and property owners begin boarding up as it becomes clear that we are going to be hit, and hit hard.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Charleston County is now under a state of emergency. It is anticipated that Hurricane Hugo will be in the Charleston area earlier than first reported.
1: At 6 a.m. Thursday, September 21st, the governor of South Carolina issues a mandatory evacuation order for the state beaches affecting all eight coastal counties.
3: Residents are being urged to evacuate their homes and mobile homes as soon as possible. You no longer
0: have a choice. You have been ordered to leave your home and seek shelter uh, on higher ground elsewhere preferably upstate
2: we cannot express to you the seriousness of this situation you need to get out while you have the time to do it the chance to do it
1: by 5:40 p.m Hugo is now predicted to be the worst storm seen here in 30 years.
4: I
5: personally did not expect it to get this strong. I thought it would be a, a category three hurricane, but not uh, reaching a category four.
1: The center of
0: the projected path, again, has Charleston. Dead, oh, boy. The dead center. So, we're, so we're dead to rights and in terms of the hurricane.
1: Night falls, and the lights stand bright against an incoming fury of wind and sea. This is a night no one will soon forget. At 10.20 p.m., Hugo makes landfall at the Isle of Palms, north of Charleston. With sustained winds of 135 miles per hour, hurricane force winds extend northward for 200 miles. Homes are lost, lives uprooted as the skies rip open, tearing across the landscape. Santee Cooper, the state-owned electric utility, loses all of its ability to generate power for the first time in its 50-year history and two thirds of the state blacks out.
6: Hours and thunderstorms continuing now with Hurricane Hugo.
7: This is a satellite shot in motion. Hurricane Hugo turning away, still headed in that northwestward direction.
6: Quite a massive cloud cover here. Again, as we mentioned, the center of Hurricane Hugo, just 60 miles to the southeast of Charleston, South Carolina.
2: Please leave now. Again, if you want to leave the Charleston area, please leave now. And the water keep coming up and my little girl screaming,
8: Mommy, I don't want to die. And they just keep yelling and yelling. I don't know. I didn't know what to tell her. I, I just tell her, I said, well, honey, we we'll all just die together.
1: Hugo
9: is a four-letter word. Hurricane Hugo has devastated parts of South Carolina. People are homeless, 270,000 people are out of work.
2: It, it was horrible. It was, it was like we had a bomb or something. The whole neighborhood
7: uh, looked like disaster. It was horrible. I had feel that. I was scared, very.
10: If you want to make a reasonable five-day forecast, you had to have some idea didn't have to know exactly, but you had to have some idea of where the hurricane was going to be. Well, the computer models that the National Hurricane Center was using back then, as it came off of Puerto Rico, had it moving towards South Florida. The only problem I had with that was it didn't make sense because the storm as it came off of Puerto Rico was moving north-northwest instead of moving west-northwest. The computer model output that I got was was a snapshot every 12 hours. So what I decided to do is, all right, let's keep it on its path for 12 hours, see what the weather pattern looks like in 12 hours, and make the adjustments. And I did that. And when I did that, the conclusion I came to was it was coming into South Carolina. It's always comforting to know that your work is appreciated by others. Um, But I think it was even more appreciated by Carol Campbell, the governor then. Um, Carol was uh, an avid fisherman so he knew the coastal waters and uh, I already had somewhat of a reputation as far as weather forecasting was concerned by the time Hugo occurred. Of course The success of that forecast just solidified that reputation.
11: Hugo began, as all of our hurricanes do, off the coast of Africa. On Monday, September 11th, Hugo became Hugo, the Tropical Storm.
6: There you see it out there in the ocean, and we can focus in, show you a closer picture. Classical hurricane, very well-defined eye, moving toward the west about 15 miles an hour. We haven't seen any change in that. We'll let you see yourself what the motion has been as we go back in time, and this is what it's done during the day today, just about straight toward the west, just a tad north of due west, and that means we're afraid that the eye of this powerful hurricane is going to be somewhere near the Leeward Islands, uh, certainly by this time tomorrow, and we expect to see some warnings put up uh, very likely this afternoon. Let's go and look at the latest particulars, the advisory out of the National Hurricane Center. At 3 o'clock this afternoon, it was centered at 14.7 at 54.8, that was 440 miles east southeast of the island of Guadeloupe. Top winds 30 miles an hour, and the NOAA aircraft found an incredibly low pressure, 918 millibars, or 27.11 inches. So we think that on the six o'clock advisory, that the winds are going to be upped as well. Now these are where the watches out are in now, from St. Lucia down, or on up to the American uh, or British Virgin Islands. We expect that's going to be changed to a hurricane warning this afternoon and very likely the hurricane watch will be extended westward to include Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. The hurricane force winds around the small area around the center. The gales are extending out about uh, 125
11: miles in all directions. Wednesday the 13th found Hugo a hurricane. By Friday the 15th, Hugo reached its zenith with winds of 150 miles an hour. In the next three days, Hugo nailed Guadeloupe, then Puerto Rico, then on to the east coast. On Wednesday the 20th, the National Hurricane Center issued a hurricane watch for our area. That night on Action News, Hurricane Center Director Bob Sheets was cautiously optimistic.
5: And we see the probabilities are essentially the same from Jacksonville all the way through the Wilmington area. 19 percent, 21 percent, 15 percent. So indeed, uh, we can't really zoom in on that yet, and we'll have to do a little more of that when the hurricane warning goes up tomorrow.
11: 24 hours later, the optimism was gone. Bob, tell us about Hugo. It's grown this afternoon. How big is he now?
5: Well, indeed it has grown because it's gotten uh, a little larger. The eye has sort of tightened up and the winds have increased. Now we're looking at a category four hurricane. The winds up to the northeast of there have spread out. They've gotten stronger. And unfortunately, you and Myrtle Beach are in, uh, in the path of this major hurricane.
12: We go live to reporter Eric Chilton, who is standing by. Myrtle Beach,
13: we have the latest there. Eric, what can you tell us? Well, Wayne, right now, I'm sure you can see this. The wind is really picking up. Although looks are deceiving, uh, it doesn't look like...
12: We'd like to remind people that evacuation plans have been put into effect for the entire...
3: It may be hard to believe, but this trickle of water could become a raging path of destruction if Hurricane Hugo hits.
12: We would like to remind you we do have a... A line set up for the latest information on Hurricane Hugo, it is 661-Hugo.
7: The path of Hurricane Hugo, let's take a satellite view of it. As it does approach, of course, strong storm, tropical storm winds will be approaching as we are already beginning to feel the front edge, and we have been getting some showers activity from the very front edge of Hurricane Hugo.
12: We understand there are only four routes out of Myrtle Beach area, and one of them has been blocked due to an accident told that Highway 76 at the P.D. River Bridge is now blocked due to an accident which involves several cars. There are no injuries, thankfully.
9: Winds now on the immediate coast where I am, about 30 miles an hour, gusting up to around the 40 mile an
4: hour range. You asked about evacuations, Roger. They are
5: well underway. At this hour, uh, Governor Campbell has called a state of emergency. He's asked everyone to leave from along the South Carolina coast. Traffic at this hour is backed up on Highway 501. Sue Abrams joined us now live. Sue, what can you tell us down there?
3: Well, Roger, as you can
2: see, the winds are very, very high out here. Unbelievable. And if we can look over my shoulder at the pier behind me, you can see the waves are just lapping at the top of that pier already.
11: Not only are the wind speeds picking up to 125 miles an hour, but the forward progress of the storm moving to the northwest has also picked up. It's now moving in excess of 20 miles an hour.
10: You're looking now at a live shot of the Grand Strand where surfers
5: are supposedly enjoying uh, some of the swells that you might possibly see in Hawaii and some of the other parts of the nation. Have you noticed the conditions really worsening to the fact that we might be the top probability?
2: Yes, I would say just in the last half hour or so. It's very difficult for me to even stand up. I have no idea how high the winds are right here.
5: Once again, that is a live shot out of the ocean front, and you can see from our exclusive vantage point of how the haze and the fog looks kind of misty, uh, how it's rolling in and... the Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Howick.
7: And I'm Lily Shaw. Folks up and down the Carolina coast are bracing themselves for what could be the worst storm since Hazel in 1954.
12: Our news teams have been keeping an eye on things along the Grand Strand. Sue Abrams is in the pavilion area, right in the heart of Myrtle Beach. Obviously not an activity center at the moment. Sue?
2: That's exactly right, Bob. Well, just since the last uh, half hour has elapsed since we last talked, the winds have picked up
11: dramatically. Bob, tell us about Hugo. It's grown this afternoon. How big is he now? Well,
5: indeed, it has grown because it's gotten uh, a little larger. The eye has sort of tightened up, and the winds have increased. Now we're looking at Category 4 hurricane. The winds up to the northeast of there have spread out. They've gotten stronger, and unfortunately, you and Myrtle Beach are are in the path of this major hurricane.
14: Reports
7: from throughout the city show most, if not all, Florence-area motels and hotels are filled to capacity, not to mention those outside Florence County limits.
12: Bob, looks like it's going to be a long night here at Sockesby High School. All right, sir. Stay safe
15: and stay dry.
11: Imagine, if you will, this is your favorite hotel. For example, mm, let's call it, say, the yacht. As the storm moves in, the high tide is going to surge up on top of it and perhaps cover a portion of the hotel or the building or the pavilion or whatever building is there on Ocean Boulevard and then the waves on top of that will act as almost like a wrecking ball crashing on top of it.
7: Definitely things are getting worse. I think
14: we're going to be seeing a lot of changes going on here in the next few hours and the rest of that, just stay home and please stay tuned. We'll have all the latest information.
13: This hurricane is tracked as we've gone through the day. It's basically made a northwesterly track at about 20 miles per hour. It has strengthened. Winds are now 135 miles per hour with this hurricane. Plus, you have to add in the fact that it is moving to the west at about 20 miles per hour. So that's 155 mile per hour winds possibly, and the pressure has now dropped down to 940 millibars. So this hurricane continues to strengthen even though it is about 150 miles offshore right now of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And the hurricane-force winds are being felt 140 miles from the center, which means in minutes anyone along the coast here is going to feel or even continue to feel the hurricane-force winds with Hugo. All right, let's go down and look at the particulars on Hugo. You can see how it's tracked. It is as strong now as it was when it went through Guadeloupe and St. Croix. And you saw what it did down there, 936 millibars now. It has dropped even further than that. 31.4 31.4 uh, north, 78.4 west, 121 miles now to the southeast of Charleston. So, with uh, winds of hurricane force 140 miles from the center, you know the folks right now along the Carolina coast are feeling hurricane force winds at this time. A very dangerous situation. Storm surge is playing into effect. The waves, I'm sure, are increasing by uh, the foot as we speak right now. Look at some of the gusts. The uh, highest gusts we have along the shoreline, 45 miles per hour. But we have had, as I said, reports of some hurricane force winds at some of the locations here, especially out around the Georgetown marina. So a very dangerous situation with Hurricane Hugo. As John put it earlier, simply the strongest hurricane of the century for the South Carolina and the North Carolina coast. And that's saying a lot. Oregon Inlet, all the way down to Fernandina Beach. We have the hurricane warnings out. Watches extend all the way up to Cape Pelopin. Hugo, storm surge, maybe even an understatement here. 12 to 7 foot tides, and if it comes in at the time of high tide, which is sometime at midnight or thereafter, we are going to have to add 6 to 8 feet on top of all this. And that's just guessing a 12 to 17 foot storm surge, which very easily, with a hurricane this size, could be even bigger than that. Here's the radar. I'm going to put this into motion for you now, and you can see how things have been moving as we've head on in time. We have it on radar A for you, and you can see how the hurricane has been moving. There's the eye of the hurricane right now, and again, it is closing in on the South Carolina coast with hurricane-force winds already along the coast. As much as two to five inches of rain has already fallen here, a flooding, dangerous situation is on tap for the Carolinas all the way back to the mountains, and who knows where Hugo's moisture is going to go after that. Another possible threat with Hugo, we always have to talk about tornadoes. Uh, tornadoes, uh, of course, uh, being spawned by the hurricane because of the natural spin that occurs within a hurricane. Flooding potential, you bet it's great. Four to eight inches of rain through 7 o'clock Friday night all the way up through the Carolinas and continuing on north and through West Virginia and Virginia. We have a tornado watch box out for North Carolina and South Carolina southward. The potential for heavy rains exists in a very very saturated area here and if Hugo's moisture continues to flow northward what happened yesterday in Pennsylvania and in New Jersey they had torrential rains flood warnings and flood watches more rains is just going to cause more problems there we're hoping that this disturbance coming down from Canada will help push the moisture out as we head in towards Sunday that will be definitely some good news as we head on in time
15: someone scrawled Hugo Who," accompanied by a drawing of a huge wave overwhelming a beach house with a small stick figure shouting, help me.
16: The islands and their residents are extremely vulnerable should Hugo strike here. Officials worry that not all the residents will heed the call to leave. We've
5: gone ahead and, and are now working with the police department to evacuate first two rows of occupancies here along Ocean Boulevard. How long is it taking you to get from the beach up here? About an hour so far? Residents packed up their belongings and left.
15: Those inland were buying gas, laying in supplies of fresh
16: water. In Savannah, supermarkets remained open all night to accommodate residents in search of food, bottled water, and other emergency supplies. Some stores sold out of emergency items, leaving shelves empty. Residents
15: like Bill McClellan worried. At 100 miles an hour, it'll it'll tear up most of this, this front beach. McClellan had all his sons working, boarding up. That water would
9: be just like running a bulldoze into the house and knock it down. The governor of South Carolina declared the
15: interstate highway out of Charleston to be one way, all lanes leading inland as people stream towards safety.
17: this program to bring you a live five weather bulletin.
0: The emergency preparedness is ordering everybody in the low-lying areas of charleston the west ashley area to get out now you no longer have a choice you're being ordered out so it is a mandatory evacuation
14: approaches, there are last-ditch efforts to get everyone and everything that can be used to safety
0: These have now been reversed so there are only lanes leaving charleston you
6: drains are let's put this into motion change the color a little bit and show you the eye of the hurricane that's the eye the quiet spot Right there, moving up toward the northwest, a beeline on Charleston, heavy bands of rain and heavy thunderstorms, too, and winds gusting over hurricane force now being reported in some stations along the coast of South Carolina. Torrential rainfalls and flooding, a likely scenario with this hurricane. Let's go ahead and show you another satellite perspective. This goes a little farther west toward Athens, Georgia, down in... Hurricane Hugo b from the National Hurricane Center in Miami at 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Thursday, September 21st. Extremely dangerous Hurricane Hugo bearing down on South Carolina coast. A hurricane warning remains in effect from Fernandina Beach, Florida, northward to the Oregon Inlet, North Carolina. Reconnaissance reports and satellite pictures indicate that Hugo is a Category 4 hurricane of the Sanford-Simpson hurricane scale. On the present
18: course, the center is expected to cross the South Carolina coast, and the northward to the At 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time... North, to with a gradual turn the north in the next 12 hours. Excellent sustained are near 135 an hour, a significant in prior to
0: We have a news release uh, from the shelter people from the American Red Cross. The shelter at Wando High School is filled to capacity.
6: You can see just to the southeast of the Charleston area, there's the eye of the storm, very, very potent storm, and as you to show you the convection, the showers and thunderstorms continuing now with Hurricane Hugo. Quite a massive cloud cover here. Again, as we mentioned, the center of Hurricane Hugo, just sixty miles to the southeast of Charleston, South Carolina.
3: 90% humidity. Wind northwest at 28 miles an hour, gusting to 38. Pressure 29.30 inches and falling. Downsville Charleston 78 degrees. Wind northeast at 46, gusting to 74. North Charleston International Airport, a shower 76 degrees. 97% humidity. Wind northeast at 29 miles an hour, gusting to 47. Pressure 29.21 and falling.
2: Hurricane Hugo is now a strong Category 3 hurricane. I repeat, a strong Category 3 hurricane. That means that we will have winds up to 132 miles an hour. We
19: believe in county government that it is unsafe for you to travel and transfer
6: roadways. The darker blue areas indicating the uh, heavier rain, the feeder bands around this hurricane
2: Before we get into the details of covering Hugo, the beforehand, the night of, as well as the aftermath, is there really one specific moment that you remember of that entire thing?
0: Michael, I do. When Charlie Hall, our beloved weatherman that night, brought in his last update from the National Weather Service, and I saw in his eyes and on his face, it wasn't good news and I saw how devastated he was. I knew then our lives were changing like they had never changed before. If there's a way to do it, our engineering department will get us back on the air. We were all hoping for some good news that he would bring in an update and it would say, well, it's veering off to the right or it's it's curving away from us. We never got that. We just got some more information. Well, you're not gonna wanna see this, but right. I'll, I'll just hand you this. I got quiet, which I never do. And that's when I shook his hand and said, Charlie, all the best to you. Best, good luck. And he said, Bill, good luck to you. All right. I guess it's time to say goodbye, Charlie. Okay, uh, Let's wish him good luck.
1: And we hope to be back
0: on the air as rapidly as uh, our engineering department can get us. And good luck. We hope you all weather this well. That's it from our studios in downtown Charleston, folks. We're now closing up shop. We hope to see you... Uh, Sometime tomorrow, uh, as as early as possible. My last thoughts were, I've never been through anything like this. Uh, God help us all. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, landfall for Hurricane Hugo is between 12 and 1:30 this evening, north of the city of Charleston. We will have surges of between 12 and 18 feet. Serious storm surge. Hold where you are. Stay secure. The two-story house, go to the second story. I repeat, stay where you are.
0: We do have a category four
12: storm now. Forecast for coastal South Carolina. A hurricane warning is in effect. A speedrun watch is in effect. And a tornado watch is in effect until 2 a.m. Friday. Tonight winds increasing to hurricane force. Rain possible severe thunderstorms. Rain heavy at times and occurring to
6: squalls. Low in the mid-70s. Friday dangerously high winds decreasing. Rain and thunderstorms with rain very heavy at times high in the upper 80s. Charleston Harbor forecast a hurricane warning in effect. Northeast winds increasing to hurricane force, seas building to 5 feet. Friday winds diminishing and becoming southwest, 20 to 30 knots, seas 1 to 3 feet. Friday night, southwest winds,
3: 20 knots, seas 1 foot, visibility winds to 3 miles or less in lane to north this Friday. Hurricane Hugo position estimate
18: at 9 p.m. the center of Hurricane Hugo is estimated near latitude 31.9 north, longitude 79.0 west, or about 85 miles southeast of Charleston and 120 miles south of Little Beach, South Carolina.
2: If you are going to leave the area, please leave now. You may not be able to leave shortly. If you do not leave and you are stranded, you risk not only your own life. ...but those who are sent to
15: rescue you. As Nightline goes to air tonight, Hurricane Hugo is battering the east coast of the United States. Thousands have fled to higher ground as winds are mixing with high tides to produce a potentially deadly combination. Tonight, we'll give the latest on Hurricane Hugo as we go live to the scene of the storm's devastation.
16: This is ABC News Nightline. Reporting from Washington, Ted Koppel.
15: Let me point out at the outset that we are not sure what we will be able to bring you tonight because we'll be going to some of our correspondents and to people who are quite literally about to be in the eye of the hurricane. And in many instances, the television signals that we had five minutes ago, we may not have two minutes from now. The winds are terrifying. At 75 miles an hour, a tropical storm becomes a hurricane hugo's winds are swirling at almost twice that speed 135 miles an hour a little later in this broadcast we will show you live under the controlled conditions of a wind tunnel out in pasadena just what force such winds can generate but it is not the wind that causes the greatest destruction what is facing the low-lying coastal regions of south carolina at this hour what is likely to cause the greatest damage there and further up the coast is a phenomenon known as the storm surge, that part of the ocean that is pushed sometimes as much as 50 miles ahead of a hurricane's eye until it reaches heights of 10, 12, 15 feet or more. Joining us now from the National Hurricane Center in Carl Gables, Florida, the director of the center, Dr. Robert Sheets. Bring us up to date a little bit, not only on the storm, but on some of those storm surges that I was talking about there a moment ago, Bob, would you?
5: Well, Ted, indeed, the storm surge with this big hurricane is probably 15 to 20 feet. We'll go out after the fact and measure what it really was. But the eye wall is now on the coast up there near Charleston, South Carolina. And what does that mean when you say the eye wall? The eye, first of all, is how large? The eye, in this case, has been very large. It's been about 30 miles across right now. Earlier, it was about 50 miles across. The eye wall is where those peak winds are. And so, in other words, right now, the Charleston area is the and the full force of that hurricane.
15: And they were, uh, only a few short minutes ago,
5: 135 miles an hour. What are they now? Uh, Well, that's our best estimate at present time. The aircraft is flying just along the coast there. They don't fly over land, so we're not able to measure those over land.
15: The whole body of the storm is moving, Bob, what, still at about 17 miles an hour? So theoretically, it should take the eye a couple of hours to pass over any point
5: of land. Is that correct? That's right. From the leading edge to the trailing edge of that, it's uh, moving about 22 now, so a little bit over an hour for the eye to pass over. And, of course, one warning is that people shouldn't get out in that. Even your news people shouldn't be out in the middle of that eye. (laughs) All right.
15: We are, even as you and I are talking, going to have some late video from Charleston, South Carolina, which is where the eye of the storm is right now. Uh, I I don't think that the uh, the video itself requires any kind of commentary, but it would be helpful, Bob, if you could be talking a little bit about the storm surge and what that does when it comes up on a low-lying coastal area.
5: Well, the storm surge is not the big tidal wave that so many people depict it as. It's a dome of water that rises gradually. started this morning, for instance, up in the Charleston area, and then as the hurricane approached, the center got nearer the coast. It was rising very rapidly. or should have been rising very rapidly, spe- uh, specifically there on the right side, over around the Isle of Palms, uh, Fort Moultrie and that area, and reached its peak sometime probably within the uh, last hour or during the next hour at probably 15 to 25.
15: I know you're quite familiar with those coastal areas. So in terms of the the, the altitude of particularly some of those barrier islands, uh, a 15-foot storm surge, a 20-foot storm surge, the kind of thing you're talking about, would completely inundate it, wouldn't it?
5: That's right, because it's not only the dome of water we talked about getting up there 15 to 20 feet high, but on top of that, you got the 5 to 10-foot waves. And where those waves break, they basically erode all of, the, all of the sand dunes and any houses that are built on those sand dunes.
15: All right, one more thing, and then I want to go to uh, one of our correspondents who's standing by in Savannah right now, and that is the question of the high tide. You told us last night uh, that high tide in that South Carolina region, I believe you said it was about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning.
5: That's right, and so we're coming in right at high tide, which is not very good for those areas.
15: Which adds how many feet to the storm surge?
5: In that area, it adds another two to three feet, so um, above mean water. And so, again, we're looking up there at maybe 17, as much as 20 feet of water.
15: All right, Bob, thank you very much indeed. I, I hope that we can come back to you at the end of the program for a late update. Always good to have you with us. Okay, thank you. Thank you now correspondent uh, mike von friend is standing by in savannah georgia Mike, it uh, judging from the way you look right now it's uh, it's relatively calm there how far below the eye of the storm are you there in savannah savannah's how far below charleston
4: i know if you drive it's a hundred and five miles and i guess the fact that we're getting our television signal out is a good indication that it's not that bad it appears that savannah is going to be spared i'd be interested uh, ted in knowing from bob sheets if the placement of the hurricane being north of here is why we're not getting a surge. The way it was explained to me a minute ago is that the counterclock movement of the hurricane, if it's north of Savannah, is in fact going to drive the, uh, the surge out to sea and not inland. They're very hopeful here that that's the case and that we're not going to have a big surge that was expected.
15: Uh, Mike, as you know, Bob Sheets is a man who has to do about 93 interviews a day, and I rather suspect he's off doing one of the other ones right now, so he can't hear you at the moment, but I must confirm that I have also heard the same thing you did. Because of the counterclockwise motion, the power surge all seems to be in a northerly direction, uh, and it sounds then as though Georgia has missed the worst of it.
4: Right, and they've evacuated so many thousands of people both from Hilton Head and the other islands. They uh, were fully expecting that when they'd be going to their homes tomorrow, there wouldn't be much left. It appears that if you're south of uh, Charleston, that you're going to probably be just fine.
15: Alright, so basically, just describe it for me quickly. The weather down there right now, the winds, the rain, how bad?
4: We had some much stronger gusts than right now, but it's really, I wouldn't say it's much worse than a very nasty thunderstorm, except we don't have any thunder right now. We have some wind, we have a lot of rain, it's a nasty night, but it's no hurricane here.
15: Mike Von Framden, Savannah, Georgia, thank you very much.
19: It's really scary, the palm trees have been bending, there's been coconuts flying, the wind is very strong. Tonight on 48 Hours, the hurricane named Hugo.
18: And I'm very sorry to say that about 90% of the people on this island are homeless.
19: This roof came from across the street
14: there. We're just picking up what we can
18: find in the street and repairing as best we can. Yeah, it looks like a war zone for all practical purposes.
12: There is no law. There, there is, is no no nothing. nothing. The looting, unfortunately, is
5: very bad.
14: I didn't think it could get any worse, but it just continued to get worse and worse.
5: The conditions along the east coast of the U.S. are much worse than they are in the Caribbean. Heading our way.
0: We need to be cautious now.
5: We don't want to be here if it yet.
8: We don't trust the storm. You don't know how bad it's going to be. A killer already. It would be
18: crazy if we were not to take this holiday seriously. So they lose the house,
11: they may lose the life,
18: children.
12: Turning its pitiless eye toward the American
18: mainland.
8: If they have somewhere to go inland, they ought to go.
0: Now.
12: Good evening, and welcome to a special West Coast edition of 48 Hours, our special hurricane watch, 48 Hours. He's already spread death and destruction across the Caribbean, and right now, at this moment, a bigger and stronger Hurricane Hugo is beginning to move into the southeast coast of the United States. The latest, the hurricane is coming ashore somewhere in South Carolina, the winds Top-rated 135 miles an hour. That's officially a Category 4 extremely dangerous hurricane. These are live pictures from Charleston, South Carolina, as hurricane-force winds began to move in on the Carolina coast. Those watching the hurricane muscle near their neighborhoods tonight are hoping for the best, but have to be concerned about the worst. And here's why. On its way to the U.S. mainland, the hurricane surge, it surged today. Its character changed. It was upgraded to a four-category hurricane. That's on a scale of five. Keeping in mind that in its wake, the hurricane has already left at least 20 persons dead, 100,000 homeless. Because of the importance of this still-developing story, we are postponing our scheduled 48 hours report to bring you this special hurricane edition of 48 hours, and we're updating it live for those of you on the West Coast. Charleston, South Carolina, is smacked in Hugo's path. Now, some parts of Georgia, many parts of the Carolinas are beginning to feel heavy winds, torrential rains, rising tides. The coastline could be ravaged by morning. No wonder residents all along this coastline have battened down the hatches, headed to higher ground, hoping to get out of harm's way. CBS News reporter Ron Allen is live in Charleston at this moment because of very dicey communications. He's up live on the telephone. Ron, what is the situation at this moment?
8: Dan, the the winds are really kicking up down here. Torrents of rain are falling. They've been falling consistently for the past couple of hours. The weather is deteriorating rapidly. I just talked to the mayor of this town on the phone, and he says that this community is in grave danger because Hugo is coming directly here. The mayor says that if the weather service projections are even close, Hugo will be the worst storm to hit this area in 100 years. The mayor has taken the most unusual step of ordering all police, fire, and rescue units off the streets. It's simply too dangerous for them to be out there, he says. There has also been the first report of injuries to people who were slightly injured who were out in a car somewhere. Streets are flooding, lights are blinking out across town, power is going out even in the hotel where we are trying to broadcast from. The people who run the city have been planning every precaution down to the most minute detail. And they have been
19: worried that residents don't really realize just how dangerous a hurricane can be. The projection from the mayor when I just spoke to him a few moments ago was that the storm would hit here between 12 30 and 1 Eastern. That's in about an hour and a half or so. But as you can see, things are getting really out of control. The torrents to of rain are just falling. I'm doing all I can to just stand here and maintain my balance. Power is is blacking out all across town. They've evacuated about 150,000 people so far, and I can't imagine why anybody would stay near here unless they have to. Dan, back to you.
12: Thanks, Ron. Take care of yourself. Ron Allen live in Charleston as the hurricane begins to hammer in to portions of Georgia and the Carolinas. Because hurricanes move counterclockwise, this hurricane's full fury certainly should be felt north of the eye. That means that Wilmington, North Carolina, just up the coast from Charleston, is headed for a rough night. We caught up with CBS this morning's main man, Harry Smith, there just a short time ago as communications began to go down. Harry, you're right there on the northern outer
18: edge of the hurricane. What's it like? We are right on the banks of the Cape Fear River, which is about 10 miles up from the Atlantic coast, Dan, down along the coastal areas. We're hearing reports now on the North Carolina coast of winds around 60 miles an hour. We just heard some reports of even hail starting to come out of the storm. Right here, up in Wilmington, it's not too bad yet, although we have had pretty consistent wind gusts of over 40 miles an hour out at the airport. Power is starting to be a bit of a problem here in Wilmington. A lot of the shelters are starting to fill up. One of the high schools is already full beyond capacity with more than 300 people. The power just went out there just a couple of minutes ago. The real power and the real surge from this storm is still several hours away from here yet, Dan. But we're already starting to feel some of the effects.
12: Harry Smith, thanks. What's ahead as the hurricane hits home? We'll get some idea from looking at what Hugo has left behind as our special hurricane edition of 48 Hours continues in a moment. (laughs) Savannah, Charleston, Myrtle Beach, Wilmington look to be getting the worst of it as the night wears on. Remember, this is the most powerful East Coast storm in at least 35 years. 48 Hours correspondent Bernard Goldberg's been following it from the National Hurricane Center in Carl Gables, Florida. Bernie, what's the latest at this moment?
18: Dan, we do have some brand new information. The eye of the storm right now is still offshore, but it's only about 30 miles offshore. And the leading edge of the hurricane, that's the part, Dan, that's packing top winds of about 135 miles an hour. That's only about 10 miles offshore, so that means Charleston and the areas that you mentioned around Charleston should be battered, severely battered, within the hour. Hugo continues moving towards land at about 22 miles an hour, and that's a little faster than it was moving all day today. Now, to put this into some kind of perspective, the last time the Carolina coast was hit by anything like this was way back in 1954 when Hurricane Hazel hit. Damage back then was extensive. Tonight, overnight, early morning, damage almost certainly will be a lot worse.
12: Bernie, thanks for getting back to you a little bit later on. We were going to bring you a live report from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but the winds are already too great there. Our correspondent, Frank Courier filed this report just before losing transmission capability.
13: There is truly a sense of fear and isolation in this town right now. Downtown Myrtle Beach all but deserted. We were just asked by the authorities moments ago to to leave, to evacuate. We are planning to do so. Uh, We also learned that the emergency command post set up here in town by city leaders for disaster preparedness, they too are pulling out. They're moving west uh, about 14 miles to the town of Conway. So it appears tonight with the hurricane upgraded to Category 4 that uh, it's no longer safe to be in Myrtle Beach
19: power has gone out from
8: Cherry Grove down to Atlantic Beach. Now, that would encompass the area where North Myrtle Beach Middle School is
9: at. As I recall from uh, the last time a hurricane came inland uh, in this area, uh, city officials in various municipalities throughout Horry County actually made uh, decisions to cut power so that uh, fire uh, risks were
11: minimized.
12: Some people think that uh, it may be uh, kind of odd that we're talking about tornadoes and yet we got a hurricane uh, bearing down on us. The hurricane... Spawns the tornadoes
11: Eye of the storm is now covering Charleston, South Carolina on the radar the intensity of the storm is not showing up Just very well because it's so far away in some of the areas, but the eye is clearly defined You can tell just how massive that eye is as it encircles the whole area to the north and to the east of Charleston
7: If you are one of the very lucky people who still has power by all means under no Circumstances come outside. It's very very dangerous
11: during the past hour and a half, it has made steady progress. And Charleston is continuing to move to the north by northwest. The eye of the storm now looks like it will probably go to the west of Florence on a path that will take it right into Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll be back in another 30 minutes.
5: Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to the Weather Channel. I'm Dan Pope. We are monitoring the hurricane, which is Hugo, of course, moving into the South Carolina coastline with us live in Walterboro in South Carolina we have Cindy Pressler and Dennis Smith and of course the question all of us have on our minds right now is what is the weather doing there now is it getting worse
20: It certainly is. In fact, we've experienced some wind gusts over the last uh, hour or so, Dan, especially the last couple of minutes, maybe gusting up over 60 miles an hour. The rain has still been light. It's still been steady. I mean, it's not torrential heavy downpours with blinding visibility. It's basically still good visibility, but the winds are the big story, continuing to increase. Uh, They're steady now at about 30 to 35, and then the gusts, as we're experiencing right now, taking on up to 50 and then over 60 miles an hour at times, kind of pushing us around a little bit as well. And we're expecting as the storm continues to move on in to see the winds and continue to increase. And again, we're at Walterboro, which puts us uh, quite a bit, uh, a few miles inland. So uh, we're already starting to feel the tropical storm strength winds and gradually approaching hurricane strength. If
18: uh, you have some pictures right now, like to
4: show from Little Beach, Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what's going on.
3: Yes, yeah, Myrtle Beach, being right on the coast, there this afternoon, the waves were just beginning to build, probably around three, four, maybe five foot waves, just kind of splashing up against the coast. Right now, I would imagine they're quite a bit higher than that, and especially along the coast around Charleston, where we do expect the storm to come inland later on uh, tonight, tomorrow morning. You're going to find some very, very high waves, maybe 17 foot waves, is what we're thinking. Very, very high.
20: In fact, one thing I wanted to comment on, Cindy, was the fact of how people are responding to this. Um, at first, a lot of people were that we, we saw in the shelters were kind of, uh, well, let's see the storm, where is it? Uh, I mean, all we're experiencing is some light rain and maybe even a few breaks in the clouds. But as the evening has progressed and conditions have deteriorated and we're starting to see an increase in the winds, the concern uh, faces in some of the uh, shelters going on uh, continue to, to take shape. And uh, I think a lot of people are glad that that they move farther on inland. We talked to a few people a while ago that had uh, some homes around the Buford, uh, South Carolina area. Now they're back here around Walterboro. And it commented that they did all they could. They boarded it up, uh, they left it, and they'll just go back when it's all over with. That's pretty much the attitude of the people around this immediate area is uh, we've done the best we can. Mother Nature's throwing our fury at us, and we'll end up uh, going back and cleaning up whatever has to be done.
15: Nothing else could be done except wait. And the most poignant memory I have is the governor and I in his office at about 2 o'clock in the morning listening to the sounds of the trees and the
21: wind. And we just sat there in silence because there was nothing to do. So
15: I pulled out my Bible, I read some Bible verses, and he and I prayed together because we had done everything, he had done everything humanly possible. The rest was up to God.
17: In North Carolina, hundreds of thousands of people have fled the coast for safety inland. Forecasters say that the huge surge from Hugo could cause flooding far up the North Carolina coast karen mcginnis has been tracking the storm for us all afternoon she has been on the phone to people in the charleston area including her own sister who is frightened to death as we understand it karen you might tell us what the latest is you have from the people in charleston and also explain a little bit uh, about why it is that jeff flock in savannah to the south is now feeling it easing up a little bit while the north side of the storm is going to really have an impact karen
7: Well, in fact, I have spoken with Dick Cheneau with the National Weather Service there in Charleston. He said they're very concerned. He had his uh, radar man watching the bands of the uh, precipitation, the eye of the wall start to move on shore with 138 mile an hour winds and he mentioned to me that downtown Charleston which is a low-lying city I mean doesn't have any elevation at all that in fact downtown Charleston could see a storm surge you hear us mentioning that a lot of 10 to 12 feet high tide in the Charleston harbor is just around 2 o'clock in the morning if we can be grateful for anything we are grateful that the eye of this storm is not moved on shore at the time of high tide but it looks like downtown Charleston, well, only the daylight hours will tell. What will happen to that downtown city, a historical city, during the daylight hours, we'll have to see. This storm has a lot of forward speed associated with it. Here is our satellite loop but since the beginning of the morning. And there you can see that perfectly formed eye to that uh, storm. Hurricane packing 135 mile an hour winds and 140 miles from the center. We are looking at hurricane force winds, but this storm is as large as the state of Georgia. The coordinates, well, this in fact is changing all the time. And as the storm gets closer and closer to the coast, it's gonna be warbling a little bit. So you'll notice that those coordinates may jump around a little bit. 32.2 degrees north, 79.3 degrees west. It's moving towards the northwest at 22 miles an hour, back out of the way, so you can see just how immense This storm is. Everyone up and down the South Carolina coast has been evacuated. As Patrick said, I did speak with my sister. She said that the interior doors to her apartment are swinging open. We've got uh, that intense area of low pressure, which may, in fact, be doing all of that. When I spoke with Dick Cheneau, who's the National Weather Service uh, chief meteorologist there, who I've known uh, over the past several years, he says they're very concerned. Uh, I asked him if I could call him back. He said, we don't know if we'll have communication. What do we think uh, that Hurricane Hugo will do? Crossing through uh, Central or the Midlands and through North Carolina. When it reaches this stage, we think that we'll probably be downgraded to a tropical storm. But when it crosses that... uh border between North Carolina and Virginia, we think it will still be of hurricane strength. Uh, uh, We think that that will probably be just about uh, 2 p.m., and that is on Friday afternoon. It's going to be a pretty devastating day there, and it looks like uh, some of the tidal areas, you're looking at a storm surge there, possibly 6 feet, but in through uh, Charleston, South Carolina, 10 to 12 feet. Patrick?
17: Karen, as the the storm is moving in, maybe you could uh, tell us that from the eye, how, first of all, the diameter of the eye is what right now? We know that it's condensed as it wound up all afternoon.
7: At, at The last time that I checked it, Patrick, it was about uh, 50 nautical miles wide. And as these things start spinning around, of course, you'll notice that eye is going to become elongated a little bit. It's not going to look quite as circular as it does when it approaches the coast, but it's going to start breaking apart a little bit. We will not begin to see a, a very clearly defined eye, but it was about 50 nautical miles the last time I checked.
17: Okay, Karen. In, um, in Charleston, South Carolina, where, of course, as you said, it's going to be very tough and starting to get that way, a fellow by the name of George Duke owns the Keg Lounge, which is down on the waterfront uh, in Charleston. In fact, he rode out Hurricane Hazel. I believe that was in 1954. Since you're riding this one out, you rode out Hazel. Give us a comparison and give us a picture of what it's like there at the Keg Lounge tonight.
8: Okay, I think this is a little bit worse than Hazel. I think 70% of the city right now is without power. Uh, Where I'm at right now, 10 roofs have just blown off the building. And the building that I'm in, which is a brick building, three stories high, part of the bricks has already fallen into the middle of the old part of the city, which is called the Peninsula City. And the water is starting to rise.
17: Now, is this the area that's down along the... uh, the,
8: uh, That's along the battery area. uh Uh-huh which is about 10 blocks from the battery, which is a high, high area, water level.
17: Are, are you pretty much by yourself, or have you got company in the k tonight? i Lounge got my tonight?
8: sister, who's up in age, and her friend, and about two other people staying there with me.
17: Uh-huh. Why didn't you leave? This is a, this is a powerful storm. Yes, it is,
8: it's very powerful. My wife and uh, son had left, and they went to Georgia. Uh-huh. I got a son that's a police officer that has to work through this. And the son that works for the city with traffic and transportation, he has to work. So I figured I may as well stay too.
17: Uh, I see. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen uh, many other people other than your immediate family? Have you seen? Right
8: many? now, this part of the city, like I said, old part of the city, is right. normally a busy part. Has been a ghost town all day. Has been like a like a graveyard.
17: Okay. And you mentioned you mentioned that some roofs have blown off not far from you, and that the some
8: roofs and Right bricks... next door is a tin roof. The entire roof is sitting in the middle of the peninsula city of King Street, uh-huh. and and the third floor of my building, half the bricks on the third floor is in the middle of King Street.
17: Half of the half the bricks on the top floor are in yes. the street. Yes. All right. Okay, George Duke, uh, who is uh, sticking it out at the Cag Lounge on the waterfront in Charleston, South Carolina, rode out Hazel in 1954. Says this one is worse. We'll continue with our coverage of Hurricane Hugo right after this
8: they yeah. told
7: I'm Karen McGinnis, and on the line we have uh, Dr. Dick Cheneau. He's with the National Weather Service in Charleston, South Carolina. He's the chief meteorologist. Hello, Dick. Uh, can you hear me?
8: Yes, I can.
7: Uh, can you describe the situation there in Charleston right now? It looks like you're in line for a direct hit with Hurricane Hugo.
19: Absolutely. The uh, eye of uh, Hurricane Hugo is approaching the Charleston Harbor at this time, pushing in front of it a very strong eye wall of very high winds, into the Charleston city proper, we're already getting winds well over hurricane force here at the weather office, and we do expect winds over 100 miles per hour within the hour.
7: Uh, Downtown Charleston's one of the lowest lying cities on the eastern seaboard during the daylight hours. What should we expect for the Charleston peninsula?
19: Well, I think when that hurricane comes through, I think uh, it'll produce a 12 to 15 foot storm surge in the downtown area of Charleston.
7: A lot of people have asked us, what about the coastal cities to the south of Charleston and to the north? I know Myrtle Beach was preparing. They really thought that they were going to be the uh, direct hit for the storm. So up uh, to the northwest of Charleston and along the southern coast, what should they expect?
19: Well, it's very difficult to hear you, Karen. The roof of this building is tearing apart, but I uh, get just what the... uh Myrtle Beach here, I think, will be pretty well spared. They will have some storm surge, but we're going to have the highest storm surge here from Charleston up to Georgetown, possibly to Myrtle's Inlet, which includes many low-lying coastal cities like Garden City and Surfside areas. Uh, On the lower coast, however, most of the winds will be offshore, so there'll be very little storm surge, but there ought to be a lot of wind damage.
7: Uh, Dick, I have one more question for you. I know you've got a lot to do there, and you said that the roof, uh, didn't sound very good where you were, but for those people who stayed, I know that you have a campaign there in Charleston to let people know about storm surge and let them know about evacuation. What, uh, can we tell people about a storm that, uh, did what it did to the Caribbean Islands and now what it's doing to Charleston?
19: Well, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's really a shame that people won't heed the warning when it costs so little to prepare and develop your own plans.
7: We wish you good luck there, Dick. You're doing a great job, and thank you for our conversations earlier tonight. Uh, And uh, we appreciate the job that you're doing. Also, the National Hurricane Center in Miami and all of our reporters out in the field are doing a terrific job. And now we throw it back to Patrick Emery.
17: Karen, thanks, and our CNN special report on Hurricane Hugo continues in a moment. It is pretty much the same story up and down the South Carolina coast with Charleston about to take the major fury of Hurricane Hugo. Karen McGinnis with an update up to the moment. Karen?
7: Patrick, our latest radar loop indicates that the eye has already moved onshore. Let's go ahead and show you that. Uh, We have a sequence uh, from just a few hours ago. As you watch this, you will notice that the eye moves onshore, almost a direct hit. For Charleston, South Carolina, they can expect a storm surge there of 10 to 12 feet. Downtown, no doubt, will be flooded. And we're also expecting 15 inches of rain. Already, they have received three inches of rainfall there today. Here's our satellite image. And there you can see the eye of the storm. It really picked up some strength overnight. It's a Category 4, a devastating storm. We will have an update on uh, sports tonight. Patrick, back to you.
17: All right, Karen, well, as you say, we will have that update during sports tonight. This has been a CNN special on Hurricane Hugo. We will have a complete uh, report and coverage of Hurricane Hugo in a half an hour on Newsnight. And then our coverage of St. John, South Carolina, which is, as we say, just to the south of Charleston. Donna?
3: All right, once again, let's go ahead and check in with Karen McGinnis for the latest on Hurricane Hugo. Karen? Well, Hugo has moved on shore, as we've
7: heard, at Charleston, South Carolina, more specifically at Fort Moultrie, South Carolina. If you're wondering where that is, Charleston sits on a peninsula, and just uh, across the bridge there in uh, Charleston is uh, are the barrier islands of Sullivan's Island and the Isle of Palms. And on Sullivan's Island, there is Fort Moultrie an Old Fort. Winds are 135 miles per hour and uh we are looking at the coordinates here we're still monitoring the uh, eye of that storm 32.7 degrees north 79.9 degrees west it continues to move in its northwesterly trek just about twenty two miles an hour we had a peak wind gust reported at the national weather service center in charleston of eighty five miles per hour and uh... in through some of those coastal areas with the astronomical high tide which will be occurring probably in about an hour to an hour and a half you could see a storm surge of as much as twenty feet and you could also see 15 inches of rainfall from Hurricane Hugo with its winds at 135 miles an hour. Earlier in the evening, I spoke with Dick Cheneau, he's the chief meteorologist at the National Weather Service Center there in Charleston. He was saying that as we spoke, the roof was rattling overhead. I have. Uh, plenty of relatives who live in the Charleston area. We spoke with my sister earlier. She said you can hear things go bump in the dark. And the winds, uh, she estimated and heard over the radio that they were just about uh, 80 miles an hour. We are ready to go to the National uh, Hurricane Center in Coral Gables with uh, Bob Case, and he's going to update us on the situation with Hugo. What can you tell us right now?
18: Well, right now, Karen, the eye has moved on uh, to the uh, land. It's over uh, Charleston. We've had some... uh, uh, unofficial reports at the weather office, part of the roof came off the re- weather office, they had to abandon uh, we also heard that the uh, the EOC building was, uh, was literally coming apart, some of the people there were hiding under desks to protect and save their lives, we had an unofficial wind report of 100 mile an hour sustained winds in downtown Charleston with gusts to 119 uh, out in Orangeburg which is on inland we had some official reports from ham operators that they had winds of upwards to 70 miles per hour Tremendous tree damage, trees down, uh, roads blocked, communications uh, out out, uh, throughout the area.
7: Uh, What do you anticipate will be the uh, path of Hurricane Hugo? I'm standing in front of what we have uh, put as the projected path, but what do you see perhaps over the next uh, five or six hours?
18: Okay, well, if I uh could... Okay, this gives you a little better idea. We're expecting the hurricane to continue inland back in close to the uh, eastern slopes of the Appalachians, making a right turn, and in 24 hours, be up in the uh, southern West Virginia, southwestern Virginia. And then the following 48 hours, continue on up through the mid-Atlantic states through New England.
7: What about some of those tidal basins uh, in through Virginia and uh, throughout the mid-Atlantic and southern New England? Is that something they have to worry about as well?
18: Well... As as with everything, there's good news and there's bad news. With the hurricane, indeed, if it does go farther inland, it'll lose its intensity. It'll lose its strength, much more so than if it had recurved and stayed close to the water where it could have maintained some of its strength. So we won't expect nearly the pounding uh, waves and the surf and the high winds along the coast, with it going further inland. That's the good news, but the bad news is, the further inland it goes, the more the upslope of the Appalachians will affect it, the heavier will be the rains, the more flash flood problems we'll have.
7: Right, and they've already received some heavy rainfall earlier this week with that trough of low pressure, which uh, moved down towards the southeast. One more question, and I, it, this may sound like a trivial question, but a lot of people have plans to go to the football games, the collegiate football games in South Carolina at Clemson and through Central North Carolina, North Carolina State, What can we tell them at this point?
18: Just wait and see? I don't think an umbrella would be appropriate. Uh, There's going to be some winds, and there's going to be a lot of rain, so uh, only the true sportsmen will
7: show up. I dare say. I think some of those roads are going to be quite flooded there. Don't you agree? I would think so. (laughs) I think it
18: may be quite dangerous.
7: Thank you. Bob Case, National Hurricane Center in Coral Gables, Florida. Now back to Patrick and Donna.
18: All right, let's go,
17: John. Ho- John Holliman is in Charleston, and John, the last time we talked with you, you were in the eye of the storm. I suspect you probably still are.
16: John Holliman. It's John Holloman again, live from the eye of Hurricane Hugo. What? Uh, what I can show you now, you can probably see the rain is beginning again as the uh, lo- the lower edge of the storm begins to come to where I am. Um, a few minutes ago, before the eye came to our location, the rain was blowing this way. And now that it's blowing this way, we know we're on the other side of the storm and the strongest winds, actually the wind is picking up so dramatically while we are standing here talking, it is really remarkable um what i'm going to attempt to do is let you just uh, see some of the effects of the wind as the storm came through here a little while ago i'm going to walk this way and show you um some of the pine tree limbs that were here earlier you can see a a giant cherry picker truck that's over here you can see a metal structure that has come down over the fence here uh these huge uh, pine trees several of them have already come down and uh, there are cars damaged out here. There are uh, various pieces of equipment that have, uh, that have been damaged by falling trees here. We are told in the area of downtown Charleston, uh, South Carolina, the, uh, the old town, the city that you see in the postcards from Charleston, it's under a foot of water right now, and the water continues to rise as the storm surge from, uh, from the eye of Hugo's effects are still felt high tide here is actually expected in about uh, 20 minutes from right now. The high tide would bring the water up five feet. The storm surge expected to bring the water up another 12 to perhaps 15 feet. So the water in downtown Charleston will eventually be well above the breakwater that we showed you pictures of uh, several hours ago this evening. The winds, uh, as I guess you can see, are continuing to pick up. You can see more of these pine tree branches now perhaps wave in the winds. Uh, hurricane forecasters always tell you that the winds uh, on the leading edge of the storm are stronger than those on the trailing edge and uh, for those of us who are out here in this with you right now we certainly hope that is true we discovered um, after we went inside the emergency management building um, and the roof began to ripple that um, there were some serious uh, bad effects there, and uh, sections of the roof are gone. As we walked over to another shelter building, we discovered that sections of the roof of, of that shelter building had also come down. So there are huge pieces of corrugated steel all over the ground in this area, and uh, the high winds continue to come. Uh, they are they are blowing at us now, and uh, we're not sure really how long we'll be able to stay here with you, but uh, we.
5: We're expected to be about 135 miles per hour. During the past few minutes, we've had a report of over 100 mile per hour winds in downtown Charleston gusting to 119 miles per hour. The radar in Charleston also lost power during the last few minutes. The hurricane will continue to move inland for the next several hours. Conditions up in the area around in the northern part of the South Carolina coast will continue to decrease. In other words, the winds will continue to come up, up in that area The storm surge will continue to rise in that area for the next several hours. The eye is quite large, which will bring a calm period into that area. People should not go out into the eye. The winds will come from the other direction and be quite strong as the eye passes over. Stay indoors, wait till it all passes, go out tomorrow morning. I'm Bob Sheets from the National Hurricane Center in Coral Gables, Florida.
12: Live now from New York, Dan Rather, underscoring what Bob Sheets said, the eye of this particular hurricane, very large. It's calm right in the eye. The temptation is to go out when it gets calm, but remember the backside of that wall is coming and hit with terrible force. CBS News correspondent Frank Courier filed this report just a short while ago from a windswept...
16: Um, Some uh, some years ago that... um The wind right now is blowing probably 65 to 80 miles an hour. It's blowing so hard now, I think it's probably better for me and our CNN crew to get in out of the wind. We'll talk to you later as soon as we can reestablish our contact. John Holloman, CNN Live, Charleston, South Carolina.
3: Hey, you know, John Holloman was talking about communication and how the weather has affected that and uh, some things that the folks might find interesting. Uh, We have uh, usually been able to talk to our correspondents when they're out in the field doing live reports for us, but with the weather... We have lost uh, things like IFBs, they call them, and so the director goes ahead and cues them. Usually he can hear us, and and in fact, we have uh, earpieces, perhaps you can see, that we plug into our ears, that we can hear the control room and the director is talking to us, mm-hmm. and we can go ahead and talk to our correspondents. But we've lost quite a bit of that, and as we've told you before, they're on cellular phones, and, and we try to keep the communication up as best we can. And,
17: and of course, uh, John, as he was standing out there, pointed out that the wind was starting to pick up, and, uh, and we have... Uh, Portable units and uh, and uh, the picture that you were seeing was going from the camera to the unit and uh, and then to a satellite. Now, of course, earlier we tried this and it wouldn't work because. Uh, because the uh, signal from what is referred to as a KU band and not being a, a technical whiz, I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, essentially that has to go up, hit a satellite, comes here, then goes out to uh, buy cable to your home. Well, that wasn't possible because, of course, there's a tremendous amount of, uh, of cloud cover, wind, and, uh, and whatnot that stops the... Uh, transmission from the uh from our ground station
3: and in fact earlier when we were talking to john holliman he was on a cellular phone said he wanted to save the batteries and he was going to call us back and he said when he was in the eye of the hurricane when we did talk to him a second time said we wouldn't believe it and he noticed that parts of the cnn satellite dish were were missing whether as they got taken back or I the guess uh-huh. yes yeah, so that's uh, that's fortunate for that us re-
22: Alan Sands, who is such an expert in disc jockey, and he can't figure out how to deal with me because I am not so expert about all the hand signals around here, and I don't know when I'm on and when I'm off. But, but now, go ahead. Tell us, what is it like right now in Charleston? Uh, right
14: now, I think the eye is passing over because we do have
22: a calm. Um, well, God bless you. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, well,
14: we stuck out the first half, and um, I am pretty confident that we can't stick out the second half. Well,
22: well, how bad was that first half? What uh, did you see?
14: Well, we've uh, we heard that we've had gusts of wind from to 100 miles per hour. We do have a rather large pine tree down in the front yard. Well, I'm glad
22: house. it didn't hit the house.
14: Yeah, thank God. We've been very lucky. We're in a brick home that's pretty stable and we're not having a problem with flooding that we thought we could. We can still see the grass out in the front yard, so that is really great. But
8: it'll be
22: worse for the next couple of hours as far as the flooding, so uh, don't, don't be too confident yet. No, now, are, are your, is your electricity still on? No, we
14: lost electricity about three
22: hours ago so your contact with the outside world is by way of this radio station I guess Right. you're the only one that we can get for you okay well, can, can you get them are there any local stations there that are still on the air
14: there is one local station and we just lost them about 15 minutes
22: ago so well, we're, um, well, we, don't, we don't have any desire to preempt any of these local stations or to in any way interfere with them but we wanted to offer a backup service in case some radio stations were off the air we wanted to be sure to have available information that can be helpful to you uh, we
14: don't have any local I mean, radio stations on the air. I was talking about the television station. They really were nice enough to keep broadcasting. Right. And we have a battery powered television, that's how I know. <laughs> and we just lost them about 15 minutes ago. We can't get any other station in but you.
22: Well, now, uh, I mean, are the roads underwater?
14: I don't
22: know. But are you stocked up personally with all the supplies you need Oh, Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, we want to recommend to everybody out there that uh, if the hurricane has not hit you, and if you are right now in the path of where it is coming, then it's a very good idea to get those batteries, get the flashlight, and be sure you have a transistor radio, because once the lights go out, your television set does not work. you got to remember that.
21: And Andy, one of our callers just a few minutes ago said that uh, the Highway Patrol had taken everybody off the road, so if you're not out of there right now. I don't think there's any moving until this thing passes by. Uh, one word of caution also, uh, the uh, we just got in the official uh, midnight position, and uh, it's virtually sitting on top of, of Charleston, and I'll talk in a minute uh, about how this thing has moved in the last hour just by itself. But uh, right oh, now... Well,
22: maybe we ought to just see if she had any other okay. comment before we maybe just say goodbye. Did you want to share anything else with us?
14: It's just strictly personal. I, my, I was born and raised in Jacksonville, and my family's worried.
21: <laughs> well, maybe my, they're listening.
14: Just let me um, say that this is Cherie Watkins, and we are okay.
22: <laughs> Cherie Watkins is okay.
14: <laughs> all right, thank you very hope much. To... I really appreciate it. Well,
22: thank you for that phone call. Now, if you are in Charleston, South Carolina, or anywhere in the affected areas and can share with us what is happening to you right now, then please call us collect, 904-264-4523. And now, Lee Pierce.
21: Oh, that's all right, Andy. Thank you. Sheree, I, uh, I was just going to say that uh, as this thing comes on shore, as Hugo moves inland, uh, the eye... Uh, is on the coast near the Isle of Palms. I've just gotten that report in. And uh, everybody who's within that eye, for goodness sakes, uh, don't leave the sh- your shelter or your home. Uh, don't venture out. Uh, don't take any chances because... Uh, Hurricane force winds can return very suddenly, very quickly on the back side of this, this hurricane. And uh, you've already gotten uh, one leading edge of it right now, but as uh, it moves on through, uh, don't be lulled into a, a sense of security as as the eye comes through. Uh, as large as the eye is, I was going to ask Rufus a few minutes ago uh, how long that uh, any period of calm might last, but I forgot to ask him. Well, I have to ask him that. But uh, uh, don't get adventurous and, and try to get out and move well, around. Le-
22: likely, it wouldn't last very long if it's right now making progress at about 20 or 30 miles per Still hour. Still at
21: 22 miles an hour yeah. on uh, the latest report. And that if it's only
22: maybe 10 miles across, it may be only a 30-minute eye. It, it, we can't be too sure just how wide across it would be, but quite likely it'll be much less than an hour. We have a caller from Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. You're on the air. Oh, calling from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We're glad to have you call. How is it in Myrtle Beach right now?
21: Well, it's getting, gotten pretty rough in the last hour or so. It sounds like a war zone around
22: my house. Well, do you feel safe?
21: Uh, yeah. I figure if I've gotten this far, I'll make it through the rest
22: of it. Did you put all the lawn furniture away and get rid of all the things that are blowing around in the yard?
21: Yeah. The whole neighborhood, I think, cleaned
22: out. Well, if there are people ahead of the hurricane that have not done it yet, pick up those loose items in your yard. It may save your life. But do you have more you can share with us about
21: it? Well, even though all the items have been picked up, the trees, the limbs, I mean, it sounds like my roof sounds like people's feet are. i still got like, debris and stuff floating around. And well, that's even after the neighborhood was we'll picked
22: up. Well, it sounds like that people can uh, do themselves a favor, but they can also do a favor for their friends if they will be sure that their yard is clean. If there are We'll put Charleston on the line. Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. How are you?
14: Scared. Are you wet? Uh, definitely from outside. You're wet. Yeah, we're right in the eye right now. And uh, it's calm, you wouldn't believe when you get in the
22: eye. Are you at your home?
14: Yes, I'm at home. Did it tear up the yard? Hmm?
22: Did it tear up your yard?
14: Terrible. Oak trees, pine trees everywhere. We have a swim pool out back. The whole fence is gone. Sweat tree in the pool, just devastating.
0: Okay, do you have your
22: windows taped up?
14: I've got the only one we taped was a glass front door and the sliding door.
22: Well, if one of those limbs on the front yard smacks your window, it could hurt. So you want to be sure to do something about that.
14: I know. (laughs) No, it's uh, this is my first one. I'll never sit at home through another one i done oh.
22: learned. Well, we thank you for your call. We have other callers holding, okay. so I guess we better go ahead. This okay. is WPDQ, 690 AM, Jacksonville, Florida. As a public service, we're staying live tonight at full power. Call us, collect, 904-264-4523, Richmond, Virginia. Go ahead.
0: ABC's John Bascom is standing by in Charleston. In this hotel, the lobby is
12: a five story atrium topped out by skylights. And Hugo is gradually ripping out those skylights, sending them crashing down to the lobby floor. And now the only thing left in the lobby are
19: some palm trees, which are waving and blowing in the breeze inside this
3: hotel. On the line with us now is Dr. Bob Sharbaugh. I'm on
19: James Island, right across the harbor from uh, from the peninsular city of Charleston. We just passed through the Eye. I said- at twelve twenty uh the winds picked up again, so that was about five or ten minutes ago, and they're blowing to beat sixty right now during the eye of the storm. I was able to take a flashlight and just peer through the windows. Serious tree damage.
9: You're catching the backside of the wall right, right now. The eye is now up in uh, Berkeley County, up uh, mm-hmm. in that area. It looks like you'll be stuck with this for another, uh, oh, 20 to 30 minutes. You
19: guys really need to be commended for staying on the air. It's It's been a, just an unbelievable comfort for me to, to hear you all on that I,
9: I'm, I'm very familiar with the area. I used to work at Channel 4 down there.
19: Oh, did you? Yes.
9: One of our ham friends in Durham, uh, Robert Meisenheimer, is on the phone.
19: I'm on the Air Force Mars radio. The Weather Bureau in Charlotte has formed one of our stations that they've lost contact by phone with Charleston, and they want to know if any weather station in your listing area is in contact with Charleston and to see if they can get some relays. I have had stations calling me over the air on our frequency as far south as Daytona. Where can we get information? And I'm telling the tune to 680. Over. That's
6: super, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Tom Hagley? Just listening to you as I was coming home from, from my shift at the Emergency Operations Center. Uh, we have a lot of concern for the, the folks in the, the Charlotte area and northward, but I think particularly in Mecklenburg County. Tony
9: Maglione, he's calling us direct from Mount Pleasant. Tony, what was it like when the eye passed over Mount Pleasant? It
21: was very, uh, very strange. Uh, we had tremendous winds, and then in a matter of a few minutes, just died down to uh, nothing. Went outside to survey the damage, and got about a half hour outside, and the winds are just starting to pick up about 80-90 miles an hour right now.
9: Were you able to see what kind of damage around the area? Uh,
21: extensive tree damage. We've got a couple of trees down in the house and uh, extensive property damage.
9: Any idea whether uh, Shem Creek flooded?
21: We've had very little rain. don't think flooding has been a problem at all anywhere in
9: Mount Pleasant. Just got an updated radar shot out of Charleston in the back edge of the wall. It is just, uh, just moving uh, through uh, James Island, Foley Beach area. It'll be moving across the harbor. So you're still, uh, the worst is yet to come where you're at as far as the backside of the uh, the wall cloud.
21: Yeah, we, uh, we happen to catch you all down here in the radio, and uh, it's the only information we've been able to get.
9: What's going on in Polly's Island, Bill?
21: I'm learning more from you than what I can
9: tell
8: right now. I just had a tree <laughs> fall on top of my house. I knew that. You're the only radio station I have got all night long. House, I'm from Polly Beach.
9: A smart move to get out of there, the sir.
8: The tree was
19: leaning down very severely, I'd say about an 80-mile-an-hour wind. North
9: charleston mm-hmm. and we're talking to mark we're over in military housing okay. over right by the air force base the eye went right near the uh, the air force base area you were on the uh, western edge of the eye and what we're seeing right now is the trailing uh, wall cloud coming through that area right now so it's going to be rather intense for another hour or so in that area there's trees down everywhere and mm-hmm. there's roof and everything all over the place so you did get a chance to get out and see the damage
5: there
8: yeah, I kind of put my stupid cap on
14: and went outside like an idiot.
9: <laughs> this is WPTF's continuing coverage
22: of
0: Hurricane Hugo, and now I'm going to switch over to Mike Frontero for more information. Well, thank you very much. Here is a list of uh, closings and delays for today. Vance County Schools will open two hours late. Cumberland County Schools will be closed for students and teachers today. North Carolina Psychoanalytics... Adam Hochberg
9: is standing by live.
6: We are on the uh, 8th floor of the Wilmington Hilton, outside on a balcony. So far the damage here has been pretty mild. On the uh, barrier islands in New Hanover County, Carolina Beach, uh, Curie Beach, there's a good deal of flooding. Carolina Beach, everything north of the 1500 block is flooded. At Curie Beach, power is out, wind significant there, some reports about siding being blown off houses. And
14: I'm calling from the Ashley River area of Charleston. We have had extensive damage here. Uh, we've lost part of our house.
9: Oh, no. <laughs> that kind of thing. We're seeing the the worst of it actually starting to leave the West Ashley area.
14: I would like to thank you all for, for being on the air like you are. So I think it's been a comfort to quite a few of us in the Charleston area.
9: Well, Sally, it's also, I think it's a comfort for everyone to share what's going on here and everyone calling in so everybody knows. Down in the Charleston area, that you're not alone, that there are other people down there feeling the same way you are, and, and that's what we're here for. We're glad we can uh, be of service to everybody, and well, that's really what radio is all about.
8: It was like a freight train for two hours coming by here.
19: Yeah, everything's shut down. There's no power in in the city at all.
8: All the power lines, all the trees, all the big trees, uh, either broken midway up or ripped out of the ground, across the road. Uh, Just total destruction.
20: I think
15: when day breaks, uh, everybody will see that it has exceeded
3: uh, their fears.
19: It's just mass
3: destruction
14: Everything
19: they heard is gone It's awful Matiba's out
8: SC&G, the favorite place, tires out Jefferson DePongwood, 115's out all in the park. I mean, we just got the list just keeps growing right now. in uh-huh.
19: okay, control, Bobby. The whole our, complex. The yeah. whole complex. It's Sandy Cooper, Tommy.
14: We just had a tree fall in our backyard and the lines down back here. A tree down in the backyard of
8: Pontopolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't know there was a transformer down there, but there was a ball of fire came out of it, and lit the whole road up. Okay, Dad. I scared to death. Oh, yeah. This this is a full force number four hurricane. Yeah. Class four hurricane. I hope
14: this little house together.
8: Hope it does. Yeah. Things get bad, get in the bathroom and cover up with a mattress. And we got trees popping all over the place, so I know we're taking some
14: serious damage there. <laughs> okay. Because I don't yeah. think there's going to be anything left. We have no generation on our system. Okay. We are absolutely dead. All right. Don't be scared.
8: Don't be scared. Everybody else is out of power, too.
2: I'm scared, though. Woof, <sniffs>